Hi, Bond Apart listeners. This is Beatrice. Rebecca and I would love you to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Bond Apart podcast. There you can find out how you can support us and also how you can get access to bonus episodes, notes on what we're doing in thinking between recordings and the opportunity to ask us anything. Please have a look at patreon.com forward slash Bond Apart podcast. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, bitches. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well. Um, I've tried out a new thing with my nails. Well, anything oh, I try with what? my nails would be new, I guess. <laughs> um, well, I saw this on Instagram that someone just used sparkly nail varnish at the tip of the nail. Uh, like a French manicure or just no, not not as like uh, clean, just a bit sort of. It's just oh. they get more sparkly as you get towards the tip. Ombre bitches, ombre. I think ombre is the word. It <sighs> it didn't quite work out. I mean, it sort of did. It I used silver, and I I look a little bit as if I just got bits of tin foil stuck to my nails. Oh, but that sounds fun. But yeah, it. I think I might try another color next time. Wow! Yeah, but that I'm. I'm so did you pleased. do like a base coat? Of and course, then the I I would never apply nail varnish. I do it. not. I I apologize. I should not infer you are such a woman who would not use a base. Yeah. Coat. So I base then quite a bit of sparkle then top. <gasps> yeah, that sounds very good. Yeah. I do like that. I do like ones that it's like, ooh, suddenly something's emerging. Yeah. And apparently it comes across online because someone mentioned it while I was in a meeting. <gasps> oh, that's good. Yeah. That's very good. Mm. Oh, you must send me a picture. Yeah. So that's my news, basically. Uh, well, that that is big news. That's very good. What about wow. you? Well, I still have my chiffon colored nails. Ah. That um, Did I tell you about that? No, you didn't. Well, you know I just love my new lovely lady who does my nails. They're cute. Luna and Wild, and she's just brilliant. And I said I wanted whispery. Mm-hmm. And she knew exactly what I meant. Mm. She knew what I meant. And she handed me the, the ones that I guess you use if you have like a more trad French manicure or you just want nude. Mm. And it's this lovely like nude but mauve-esque, ah, mauve-ish and mauve-esque. That sounds so very nice. So I was saying it reminds me of kind of Cecil Beaton glass of fashion. Wow. Mm. Yes. It's quite Edwardian, I feel. Mm. So, yes, I've got whispery at the moment, but I'm already thinking in my head what's next. Yeah. I suspect you go maybe in the other direction next. I suspect also. Mm. Okay. Well, mm. I look forward. I might see it in person maybe. That would be amazing. Oh, my God, because we were supposed to see yeah. each other today. Have yeah. you battened down the hatches against the storm? Yes, I have. Mm. We've I'm, got I'm such rattly old wind. windows. It is scary. I'm mm. always scared of my little coder. He's so tiny. Oh. Yeah, you know he only weighs like six kilos or something. Mm. I don't want him out in this. No, no. 
No. No. I can already see all the shrubs in the in the next in the garden behind us waving, waving. and swaying mm. madly. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. No. But Beatrice. Yes. Um well two th- firstly 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 the trashy news okay. then the sublime news. So the trashy news is that I watched all I binge watched Paris in Love because I love Paris. And I don't even know what that is. I uh, oh, shame. <laughs> I don't know what's going Beatrice. on at all. So what is Paris it? Hilton got married? Oh. And there's a 12-point part TV series. No. Yes. Wow. And Coda and I watched the whole lot. Oh wow. Oh my god. I got so many. Is it the tips. lead up to the wedding? It's the lead up and the wedding. And the wedding. Yes, and Beatrice, she had three dresses on the day from Oscar de la Renta. Wow. Yes, the one I liked most is kind of the least me, but I really liked it. It was like her flesh tone net, I think, then with sparkles in like stars. And it was very narrow and it looked like something Hedy Lamarr would have worn. Wow. So at what point did she? That was the evening. Okay, and what did she wear for the... She had a more princessy affair, then she had a mini dress, and then she had that one. But then she also, it was a three-day wedding celebration. <laughs> so she also at one point had a neon carnival on, I think it's Santa Monica. Is it Santa Monica or Santa Barbara? One of the Santas mm-hmm. Beach has a big you know, pier with a fun fair, and they had it shut down for Paris. And she had a neon carnival and she had a shocking pink kind of barbie fairy doll on the top of the cake frou-frou mini extravaganza outfit that that. sounds amazing is she still blonde Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so i just enjoyed all of it and it's really sad because you know she was she was in this horrible boarding school that was very abusive when she was young so it's like this strange combination of where she's seeking to kind of transcend her previous image or kind of explain it or reconcile it to kind of confronting the this horrible experience that she had but then it's also all your favorite Paris Hilton frou-frous so Mm. it's it's a weird mix but I also enjoy that she has lots of little dogs and takes them with her everywhere which gave Coda a lot of ideas especially about flying on private jets but oh. I told him that's not good for the environment and he was like but mommy we could go anywhere we want and I thought well that would be nice yeah. but one of her dogs is called Diamond Baby <laughs> which that oh. pleases me and also and this I don't understand everything else I understand but she wears little mittens, little lace mittens, like a Victorian lady all the time. Oh, that's interesting. They're not Victorian lady, like, exactly. But you know the ones I mean. Yeah, make, I'm just seeing. Just on your hand. I'm just looking at the neon outfit and I can oh, see my what God. you mean. Yeah, the yes. long lace mittens. Yeah. Yes. I'm not really sure what they're about. I don't yeah. know why. Maybe it's just something she likes at the moment. Maybe I think she's just into that. And she's also a DJ. So there's stuff about her DJ. Yeah. And what about her husband? Oh, I don't care about him. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, 
I did quite like I do quite like the outfit he wears when she wears the pink thing. It's yes. like a track suit. Yes. With pink I mean I, all I hope in regards of him is that he treats her beautifully. Yeah. No, we hope we want I that. don't frankly care about grooms generally. <laughs> Obviously mm. I do if it's my friend, but you know, it's yeah. the bride. It's the bride and the dress yeah. really. And if it's Paris then it's Paris. But oh, three days. Wow. I know. Imagine. Imagine. Mm. I mean, I think they did it right. Not that I'm into weddings in the least, which is the irony of it all. But because she had the wedding the first evening, so you kind of got that out of the way and then all the la-la whatnots going on. Mm. But because, honestly, if you had to wait and wait and wait and then here's the wedding at the end, you'd, you'd have had no. enough. It's also you don't look your best, possibly. No, that's true. That's true. You need mm. to do it on the first day, be fresh. I know. In Germany, they, and maybe in other places in Europe, there, there was this custom that you had a party before the wedding and you smashed a lot of crockery. Blimey. And it started to get out of hand at some point in the sort of 70s. My parents said people would just come up with whole basins you know wash basins no. and smash them i think it's and like would to... you you'd do this like on the dance floor or where would no, you no you do this outside oh god and i think it's to drive out the ghosts or bad spirits wow, wow. i think that's the idea oh, i forgot now what it's called um but you know it doesn't make sense to have a big party the night before the wedding it's just no i never everyone's understood just that. tired mm. i mean i think i'd rather have a neon carnival the day after yeah, I think that's better. And bitches, you have to watch it because all the like coconut shies or, or whatever the modern day equivalent of that is, that it was all Paris themed gifts. So you could win like a, a pillow that's got her on it or something. So, I mean, that's the dream too. Yeah, that's the dream too. Yeah. Oh, I just remember what it's called. It's called a polter evening. Polter? Mm -hmm, like poltergeist. Does, like poltergeist. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Wow. That's so spooky and scary that you're yeah. you think there are all these geists that you need to mm. get rid of. Yeah. Maybe not Whoa. the bad thing, but not the night before, I think. Not the night before. Because how do you top that really? Mm. And like, also, it's, it I must think... be fun going and standing in the street and smashing stuff. Yeah, that not that I'm advocating fun. people doing that. But, I know, but but there's a fun element, and then it's like you just sit in a church. That's not fun in the no, same. No, and also, yeah, I think it has led to people turning up a bit late and that kind of thing. I can imagine, day. and 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 injuries. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if people bring a whole. I mean, well, also, I'm so accident prone. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I would be smashing it on my foot or something. If you look it up online, there are images that seem to indicate a that it's still going on and b that people are going a bit overboard at times. And what did you say? It's called Polter Night. Polter Abend. Polter. Polter Abend. Yeah. Right. I'm. You can be sure that I am <laughs> googling that right now and I'm hoping that my <laughs> wi-fi is gonna hold up and you wear a special outfit for that uh I don't know I think it's I suspect I've never been to one I've, I've I've just heard of them I've actually haven't been to many wedding related events in my life oh neither um, have I I'm always so grumpy at them because I don't like them <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed some of them. I've enjoyed some, but you know, I'm not into marriage. 
but mm. um, unless it's Paris Hilton, obviously. Yeah. So wow. I, I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's really like a party more. A party with smashing. With smashing, yeah. You break porcelain. Yeah. Oh, and I do you know this? It says on on Wikipedia that it's the custom that shards bring luck. Ah, okay. See, maybe <laughs> nothing to do with the guys, a ghost. Oh, um, I want it to be to do with poltergeists. Yeah, too. me too. Oh, and and but there's pictures of people like the bride and groom sweeping everything up that wouldn't be so much fun because no. i suppose that's the other thing that you're doing is creating an enormous amount of dangerous litter yeah that i don't even know how to, how you'd be disposed of it and it looks wow. like it is a german thing and not a general thing but there's lots of pictures of the sweeping up that seems yes. to be quite a feature of it. <laughs> oh and it's funny the the wikipedia entry has a literature recommendation that is successful surprises for the poultry evening <laughs> i wonder what that is <laughs> from 2005 oh, well i hope that was a successful wow. publication mm. i hope it i hope it was you know what do you have a reveal in the middle of it that sounds very funny mm. yeah. wow but just remember shards bring luck bitches yeah okay <laughs> i break things a lot so i should really have I a do. lot of luck yeah. I know. Mm. Oh my God. Okay. Well. Well. Moving on from okay. from that news, my other news is that I went with my some of my MA students and some of the BA students who wanted to go. We went to the Gladys Parent Palmer exhibition, which was so beautiful and inspiring and wonderful. You know, my friend Connie Gray. Who, yeah who with her husband Ashley has Gray MCA Gallery and they are just the most lovely, gorgeous, wonderful people in the world. And Gladys Parent Palmer, I have just loved her work since I was at school. Like I can remember as a teenager scouring magazines for pictures, but mm. for her illustrations. And she came to the gallery and I oh, met wow. her and my students met her and I was so excited. I was trying oh. to be cool, but I'm sure I wasn't. <laughs> But That's I amazing. was so excited to meet her. And she's so lovely, Beatrice. Yeah, I I looked at when you said you were going and I I looked at this video of her um, and it is an interview with Connie Gray. Oh, and, from, yeah. from the Graham C.A. website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it comes across, she's she's mischievous, she seems to be. She, that's is, exactly the word. Mischievous is exactly the word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite. It's quite funny. All the stories about the different editors she worked with that she has to tell. I mean, she really like. I really didn't want to take up too much of her time because it was. Mm. It was like, you know, life affirming for me just to see her and meet her, and she was just so kind. You know, she was talking to the students. She was telling them about her career. She was answering their questions. She was telling them stories. She was so wonderful, and I feel like that that kind of verve and vibrancy really comes through with her mm. drawings and I think it's one of the reasons I love them so much is you get such a sense of the garments the the feel of, like feel tactile and emotional of the collection of that particular outfit of the model's movement but you also always get her as well that you get a sense of her enjoying seeing those clothes and her enjoying rendering them yeah there's there's just such 
such and and like I know in drawings you always talk about the line, but the line is so I don't know full of energy with her that you Mm. can like the way I love the way she likes profiles so that you get this sort of sense of forward momentum of the model, but also the profile and the silhouette of the clothes becoming one Mm. really beautifully. And there's always or often there's sort of things that move up. I feel like feathers that yes. get to the top or well someone's striding the foot going up and yeah and the noses are often sort of up and that's true yeah it's there's yeah like you say there's always a lot of energy there really is and you really get that from her as well that that it's it's like she's my ideal fashion person that she's someone who clearly just loves it so much but she's not she she's not precious about it do you know what I mean it's it's like it's what it's just this part of life that's so exciting for her um because I loved it I was asking her if there are particular designers whose work she loves drawing and she was saying she loves like Galliano, Vivian Westwood, Gautier that she really likes very spectacular really strong silhouettes and like I really love her Christian Lacroix drawings because again she it's like she I don't know if it's even conscious it's almost like she intuits the things that they've used as inspiration the actual outfit and then it's taken to another level with what she does with the with their work Mm. but but yeah what she said is she when people ask her that she always says do you mean to draw or to wear and I just thought I love you because she was like those are the people I like drawing, but I like wearing Marks and Spencers. And I thought, yeah. you're just the greatest, aren't you? Because you, you are just you, and you just love these things, and you just it just flows out of your body, making these incredible drawings of them. I mm. really love her. Yeah, and the color as well. The use of color is fantastic. And also, I I don't know. I I also saw a video where she sort of draws something and you can sort of see how it what she does and it it's just yeah it's just mind-boggling but there's one on the gray gray website which i presume is in in the in the show and it mm. got a, i think it's got a fur collar and and it looks like a velvet um it's like a, a suit max mara oh yeah it is fur so um, apart from what we think about fur, but uh-huh. um, it's just so amazing. I mean, maybe it isn't velvet, but it looks like velvet. And the fur, it's just obvious. And yes, yes. But there are no hairs or anything like no, that. No, you it's know? Just, it's just... it's just the textures that she creates, mm. isn't it? Because she was saying about how she really, she really experiments with medium. So early on in her career, I, I don't know if this is a good idea, in terms of inhaling, but she would put paint, like a wash of paint thinner over the paper and then mm. draw into that so that your your line is wet. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, just really interesting and like markers that are almost running out. And and I don't know if you've watched on the on the website as well, there's also masterclasses that she did. But have you seen the ones where she uses like an ink dropper, you know, from the lid of a, an ink bottle? No, I haven't seen that. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, how do you have, because well, it is like flowing from her body. How do you have that level of control? control. I mean, she said, mm. you know, she makes mistakes all the time, but, you know, who doesn't? But 
to to be like dropping from a pipette yes. onto the paper and be, to have the kind of courage of your line that you can flick it around and create these incredible figures and these incredible drawings and then and then you know she'll just smudge with her finger and as you say like the smudge will make it it's like the same medium and the same color but the smudge makes that bit velvet and that bit silk somehow yeah in this video where she does a drawing she she says the finger is your your finger is your best tool and then she also says accidents when accidents happen it's usually a good thing yes which i also really like that's a very good thing yeah oh how amazing to have met her oh my god it was so thrilling did do they show um are they all quite recent um illustrations that are shown i think probably 90s is the earliest okay Mm. i'm just trying to think maybe were there any earlier i think 90s is earliest yeah hang on i'm just looking at the catalog I'll, i'll have a look online as well to see what what it looked like before you know we have the um, magazine databases on uh, at work. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so I looked her up in Vogue Italia because she told this brilliant story about how she was at, I can't remember which fashion show, but that doesn't matter, in Milan. And she saw this woman thought, wow, she looks amazing. She's more interesting than anything on the catwalk. I'm going to draw her. So she drew her on her program. And then she said she often... Like just before a show starts, she always nips into the front row if there's an empty seat. And she ended up sitting next to her and it was Anna Piaggi. Oh, really? And <laughs> and they got talking and Anna Piaggi said, did you draw me? And she said, yes. And she showed her and she loved it. So they started working together and collaborating. And if you look, you know the amazing double pages that Piaggi used to do in, in Italian Vogue? Mm-hmm. And Gladys Parent Palmer, it's like such an amazing it's just like the perfect coming together of people because I've been looking those up and there's just like wonderful ones. Like there's one that I really love that's got um, a model kind of leaning over. She's wearing a huge black full dress with red roses on it and she's leaning over. She's got a pink mauve wig and she's leaning over as though she's putting a sweet or a sugar cube in her mouth. And the theme is like sort of candy and flowers. And so then there's pictures of the these dresses that have these kind of, you know, embroideries or really highly textured flowers on them. But then there's also a huge picture of a wedding cake with coloured flowers, you know, handmade mm. icing flowers. And then there's more Gladys Parent Palmer of models as though they're all kind of one of them seems to be coming out of a wedding cake and others are sitting on the layers of the wedding cake and like licking you know licking the icing off their fingers and things and it's just such that's what fashion is my friend isn't it just that sense of that the design isn't the final thing Mm. that the that the garments are the designer's final thing maybe but then they inspire other things in other people Mm. and that's what you see with Piaggi and and Gladys Parent Palmer and um she said that some some designers like Gautier said to her that he would look at what she did in her drawings of his collection and think how will I take that into my next collection or when he was designing he'd think how would Gladys see this and you think oh my god this is incredible because it is like designers who are open and curious and looking, connecting with someone else who is open and curious and looking. So 
oh my god mm. and and i also found some um she did her first cover was in 1962 mm. of british vogue so i was also looking at like 60s and 70s and there's a few from from british harper's bazaar that i found of her just like little drawings around the edges um and she wrote little columns as well and there's some really nice bazaars bazaar that i found that seems to be kind of like a roundup of what's in the shops but she's illustrated all of it mm. that's really lovely so it's got you know a model lying down one leaning over and the text is fitted around it because that's the other thing that i feel i know she's very different from the gazette du bonton look and illustrators but i feel like there's a connection somehow mm. back to them and to that to that excitement of clothing and illustration working together somehow mm. What I also found interesting is how big they are because I, yes. you know, until now I hadn't actually watched videos of her doing something or, or the video where she's interviewed by Connie Gray. There's also some, mm. you know, drawings just around her and I, you know, I have seen them predominantly, I think, on the screen. So I just somehow didn't, I didn't think they were going to be that big. I, I thought yes. that was really interesting. It makes a lot of sense in terms of the movement and the line, and it does. It does. And you that's... need to you use your body more to make them. That's true. Mm. That's true. It's it's very bodily, her yeah. work, in the best best way. That it it's definitely flowing from her whole being. Mm. No, that's interesting, isn't it? Because so often fashion illustrations are little. Yeah, I'm thinking like. You know, like the ones you get on, on pages about makeup or something and you just have little drawings. Yeah. But they're really important, mm. even the different sizes. And yes, it's it's very interesting to see. And also to see them in their own context rather yes. than in the context of a magazine, yeah. I think, is important. Mm. Because you understand them as, as works of art that then become part of a kind of collage of different kinds of media within mm. a magazine. Mm. Because I also wanted to tell you um, that Connie and Ashley were just back from Master Drawings New York. And this year, for the first year ever, they included fashion illustration. Oh, really? And all because of Connie, who is the greatest mm. and who really understands it. But it's such a huge, important thing that fashion illustration is seen in that context of, yeah. of all kinds of brilliant Oh, it took drawings. until 2022. That's amazing. I know, I know, I know. Because it's like every year with my students, we go to look at drawings in the Courtauld's collections, obviously, because we're very privileged to have that access. And you know yourself amazing because we, you know, we all do our due diligence and we read Baudelaire and we read about how Constantin Guise mm. is expressing modernity and how fashion is expressing modernity. But when you see the drawings, you understand it on another level and you feel it in your body. Can you hear Coda is yes. very aerated that we appreciate and understand this. And it's like when you look at the Constantin Keys or you look at um, Gladys says that she feels Matisse and Toulouse-Lautrec are really, you know, the, the forefathers. Mm. Uh, and I was thinking about that. So I was looking at things from our collection this morning on the, on the database. And I really understand what she means, that there's like a point where illustrators are illustrating fashion as an idea as much as you know literal mm. drawing every detail in a more victorian idea of mm. fashion yeah. illustration and you can see how those two 
you know, clarity of line, interest in the way body and dress integrate or don't. Mm. Yes, the the movement, the sense of emotion brought into that. And you can really see how that connects to early 20th century fashion illustration Mm. and how you need to see them together to understand either that no one's living in a vacuum just seeing one type of drawing. Mm. You need to understand it as a whole. So I think all power to Connie yeah, and to Gladys. That's a good note to end on. It is. It is. I'm going back look at my catalogue again. Now. Yeah. Well, thank you. I feel... Um, thank you. Uh, I've had the audience. It, that, that is really amazing that you met her. It was fantastic. Oh. It's going to sustain me for many months to come. That's great. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.